I love getting to talk with you on my show every day. But when the cameras stop rolling, there's still so much to say. Head over to the Dr. Oz podcast to hear the rest of the conversation with some of the most compelling experts. Listen and follow on the iHeartRadio app or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Incredible Health with Dr. David Vitko. Good morning. Good morning, my friends. Welcome to Enjoy Incredible Health. I am your host, Dr. David Vitko, a chiropractic physician from Columbiana, Ohio. For the past 33 years, I've been helping your friends and family to discover a healthier, happier life by helping their relieve their back pain and showing them the path to incredible health. So if you ever want to speak with me or make an appointment to consult with me, my phone number is 330-482-9550, and it's the same as it's been for over 30 years, 482-9550. I think I have a great show lined up today, and we're going to get right into it. You do know that incredible health is possible, right? You've been listening to me every Sunday, I hope, and uh, hoping you're getting the message. You do not have to suffer, folks. You can put all that suffering behind you and move on to a life without pain and misery. I promise you. You do not have to take prescription drugs for the rest of your life in most cases. Your body has the power to heal. And today we're going to get into that a little bit further. So happy Mother's Day, and no one can ever repay you, mothers, for what you've done for us. Thank you so much, and I hope you all have a wonderful, happy Mother's Day. So, you know, uh, I heard Dan Rivers on his show uh, this past week talking just, I think it was Wednesday, maybe this past Wednesday, about how he struggled to get over a sore throat and some, I think it was congestion issues or something like that. The only reason I bring this up is, hey, Dan mentioned it on the show, so I guess it's fair game. But uh, I think he was surprised when I texted him to say that uh, that's all un- unnecessary. It's absolutely unnecessary. So, you know, I, I think some people are taken aback by that when I say that. But, you know, folks... The way you feel when you adjust your diet and you eat the foods that we're designed to eat and you avoid the things that congest and clog up your body is is just tremendously different than how you feel in general. You know, I I think that all my life I, I limped along waiting for the next illness or the next cold or the next sore throat or whatever to strike. And, uh, you know, for me, it was kidney stones. It was gallbladder issues. And the same for many people through their lives as they start to age, allergies. You know, this is the first year, honestly, I've not had, I've mowed the lawn twice with the pollen being pretty high and uh, no allergies this year. For me, that's pretty amazing because normally I do have uh, issues with pine pollen especially. And uh, so this year has been good. So there are many, many benefits to uh, going this route and improving your diet and persisting with it and giving it time to work, giving your body time to heal. And you've heard me say before that it takes time for the blood to basically rejuvenate itself. And that that takes at least anywhere from three to six months. And once that happens, that's when healing truly starts. So, you know, when I heard Dan talk about that, I, I really felt compelled to just, you know, 
plug him a little bit and say, hey, Dan, look, you can do this. You can change. All you have to do is change your eating habits, and it will make a difference. You know, when you get sick, yeah, prescriptions or over-the-counter drugs sometimes can relieve the uh, discomfort a little bit, but not normally enough, not for most of us. But prevention is way better, so much better. So, by the way, if you don't regularly listen to the Dan River Show, he and Viking Jim do a great show every weekday morning from 8 a.m. to noon, and I love it. I don't get to hear it all the time, not every day, but I listen often between patients because it makes me think sometimes. I, I don't always agree with Dan or Viking. You know, Viking, I I think we're almost on opposite ends of the political spectrum, but uh, but he's definitely got some intelligent things to plug in there sometimes. And uh, I, him and Dan have great discussions, and I do enjoy that. You really should consider listening to them. Uh, I do sometimes take a break and put on some relaxing music because all the news sometimes gets on my nerves. And, uh, and when I think about all these things that are outside of our control, that bugs me a little bit. So a little music in between can... Uh, Take the tension, take the edge off that, but you still have to stay informed. And I do enjoy Dan's show, and I think him and Viking do a great job. Thank you, you guys, for what you do. So uh, the one thing that I wanted to mention uh, going into this is, you know, I I tell you all the time that a a more plant-based diet, lots of fruits and vegetables, cutting back on the things that do not do us good or not designed for us, like meats, cheeses, you know, dairy, um, uh, sugars, all those things, maybe they're okay in small amounts from time to time and they do little harm. But we know from research, uh, considerable scientific research, that those things do cause ill effects in the body. They disrupt our normal, normal physiology and our body can't work, uh, quite as well as it should. So with that in mind, and if you accept that premise, maybe many of you haven't yet, but I hope that you're starting to listen to what I say. But the question is, are you willing to trade just a little bit of your gluttonous ways? Yeah, I'm sorry to call it what it is, but we are all gluttonous in our lifestyles these days and certainly in our eating habits. But if we can just rein that in a little bit and be sure to include the foods we're designed for every day, We can enjoy a much higher level of health and well-being. No question about it. You know, I don't even have to quote the research that's out there, and there's plenty of it. But, you know, and there's some guys uh, like Dr. David Katz. He's all about the research, you know, and it's all research. I love the clinical stuff because I see it in patients all the time. And, And some doctors will call that anecdotal. Okay, so you saw a case of this. You saw a case of that. I mean, that... That is powerful stuff when you see it actually happen in a human being, not a study in mice or rats or guinea pigs or whatever other poor little animal they inflict the damage on to see what happens. But humans, we inflict damage on ourselves every day by what we do. And if you can reverse that, when you can see that in a patient who adopts a different diet and just makes a simple effort to stay with that, and they begin to see the changes in their health, and we can see the changes in their blood health. Oh, man, that's gold. I mean, this is in a real human. This isn't an animal, and this isn't using a drug to try to chemically change things. This is down to the nitty-gritty, the the basis of what creates health in the body, and if we can see change in that, then we've really done something, haven't we? So that takes an effort on your part. 
You know, the drug companies want nothing more than for you to think you're a helpless victim and the disease comes on you just by chance or that it's in your genes and they have a solution for it. They have the drug for it. Let me tell you, folks, that's bogus. We've been we've been led down that rabbit hole for generations now that the medical profession, modern medicine, has all the answers. They do not. As much as I respect what they do in helping to pull people's foot out of an early grave sometimes that we've dug for ourselves, they don't have the answer to health. They do not create health. And most medical doctors who are honest will tell you this. The best they can do is to make you feel better along the way. But there's something better. There is something much better, and that is to fix the underlying cause of your next illness before it happens. And we all have that ability. We even have the ability to reverse many things, things like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high triglycerides. You know, I got through a gallbladder issue. I reversed that. My kidney stones, I fixed that. I didn't fix it. My body did. Thank you, God, for giving me the ability to heal myself. (laughs) That is such an incredible gift. None of us will ever understand that. That may be one thing that outdoes what mothers do for us, right? You know, mothers make us feel good and, and help us day in and day out. But that is the one thing. God gave us this ability to heal ourselves. All we have to do is be smart enough to use what's available to us. So the human body is capable of some truly amazing things. When you consistently eat the foods your body is designed for and mostly avoid those that cause your body to become congested and less efficient, you will discover how you can feel better. It is truly miraculous. And I can use that word miraculous because I'm not selling you anything here. I'm only trying to tell you, look, folks, This is the direction. If you're praying for a miracle, add diet into it, and you'll be amazed at how those prayers come true. But you have to toe the line, and you have to be patient. Not a patient. You have to be patient, and you have to be persistent in your approach. You have to persist. You can't back off. So I think that will be our theme for today's show. We're going to call it Optimal Efficiency Through Correct Diet. And I'm going to try to get across to you how it's this give and take of eating the right foods and avoiding as often as we can the wrong foods. Because we're all human. We're all going to go places and do things that we shouldn't and eat things that we shouldn't, certainly. But the key is to learn to do that with less frequency to the point that we give our body a chance to be healthy. Is there an optimal health available if you really toe the line? Yeah, I believe there is. And uh, it's funny, I I wrote to one of the doctors that I, uh, who's nationally known, who I I keep in touch with, and I said, you know what, you know, I've been on, I'm a strict plant-based diet, but, you know, I'm wondering, is there a line, is there some, line of how much of something, like if I want to eat a little bit of cheese from time to time, or I want to have a piece of pizza or something like that, you know, or I want to have a beer, you know, is there a line that I need to watch in how much of that that I do? And are are you, and I asked this gentleman because he's got a lot of years of experience, way more than me. 
And I said, you know, what, what do you see in that? What do you recognize? Because I have my own thoughts on it. And he wrote back and said, yeah, he kind of laughed that, you know, it, there is a line, and but it probably differs for everybody a little bit. Your body probably has slightly different tolerances. And uh, although sometimes that line can be blurry, and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit with regard to an uncle of mine and how he lived and the uh, health results he had. But, uh, yeah, there is a line, and so we're going to try to establish that. You really have to establish that for yourself. I kind of know where mine is. I know what I can do. You know, this couple weeks ago, my daughter's wedding, and we were away for that, and I I ate some things. I didn't eat really a whole lot out of line because my habits are kind of set now. But I did eat a couple of things, and I certainly had a few more drinks than I normally would, uh, way more. (laughs) And uh, so, you know, I, I felt the repercussions of that. And I so I knew I, I approached that line at that point. And it took me a few days really to totally recover, even just from the different food choices that I made. So uh, anyway, before we really get started on today's program, so I want to tell you that if you want to call in, if you have a question or something, we're going to keep the line open all, all during the show today. So 330-729-9977. That's 729-9977. If you have something thoughtful and positive to add to what I'm talking about, I welcome your call. If you have a question on your health uh, specifically, you know, feel free to call in. We'll see if we can sort things out for you or at least help you down the road in the right direction. So next week, uh, we're going to have a really great guest on my show. I've been reading his book, and I have his book right here in front of me, and it's called The Anderson Method. And it's The Secret to Permanent Weight Loss. And uh, I've had the pleasure of talking to um, William Anderson. I I call him Bill, but Bill Anderson on the phone. He's a licensed um, health counselor, licensed medical health counselor, uh, or a licensed, I'm sorry, licensed mental health counselor. And the guy is sharp. And, uh, you know, we had, I called him up thinking I'll spend 10 minutes with him and we'll make sure he's going to be a good guest for on the show. He's fantastic. The guy and I, we spent an hour and a half on the phone, you know, really comparing notes and, you know, he helped me and I helped him and it was really a great conversation. And so I'm excited to have, uh, William Anderson on the show and to talk about how he lost over a hundred pounds. I think it was close to 140 pounds and kept it off for like 30 years or more. And he's helped other people do that too. So look, I don't have all the answers, folks. And I see the mental side of this every day when I work with patients. There is, there is something that can make some people click. And the key is finding what that thing is for each person. But I will tell you that the key, I think, is, number one, to definitely focus. That It has to be your main focus. If you need to lose weight, it needs to be the central focus of your life for a period of time. It's not saying you don't do other things. It's not saying you don't socialize or, you know, have fun. Life should be good. But you have to find a way to make this a central focus of your life to be successful at it. It's only for a short period of time. But what comes out of that is that you build good habits into your eating habits, into your dietary approach, and those stick with you for life. And and this is what I try to do in my practice and my health restoration program. Whether I'm trying to help patients correct uh, blood inconsistencies, things that they're on prescription drugs for, or whether I'm trying to help them lose weight, which often goes hand in hand, but 
I try to find that one thing that can help that patient lock into that and make it the focus of their life while they're still enjoying life. And we try to find foods that will get them healthier and let them still enjoy eating. But to me, this guy, this William Anderson, he's got a nice little approach. I've read half of his book so far. I'll have it done before next week. And uh, I think he would be a good person to hear, and I hope all of you will join us next week to hear what uh, William Anderson has to say. So uh, he will be on next week. That's on the 19th. So be sure to tune in at 9 a.m. here on 570 WKBN, 570WKBN.com, or live stream it with the iHeartRadio app on your smartphone. And, hey, you know that you can hear any of my past shows including interviews with Dr. Merkin, Dr. McDougal, Dr. Katz, Jamie Brinkus, Mark Huberman. These people are all brilliant people, and they are leaders in the health field, in my opinion. You know, we always hear about these great cardiac surgeons and these great, uh, you know, immunology specialists and these great cancer doctors, and my hat's off to all of them. But the true leaders in health, or these guys, some of them are medical doctors, and some of them had brilliant careers, uh, like Dr. Esselstyn in uh, Cleveland, who had a great uh, career as a cardiologist, but saw the light and figured out that, hey, diet and prevention is the way to go. That should tell you something when people that astute, that learned, would say, hey, look, I'm shifting gears. We need to get people to understand us and focus on diet. That's powerful stuff, folks. It's not just a lowly chiropractor from Columbiana telling you. It is some really, really smart people that have a lot of experience. So um, they're all on that site. On uh, You know what? The easy way to hear any of those past podcasts, go to my new website, the one for the show. It's drvitcohealth.com. That's drvitcohealth.com. You can hear any of the podcasts on there. And... Uh, my good buddy Jake Capizzuto here has set me up with a way that you can hear it on many different venues. So they're all listed on the website when you get to that landing page so you can pick and choose how you want to hear it. Uh, but it's easy enough just to click on the uh, podcast and listen to it as well right on my website. So uh, so what's the key to creating optimal efficiency in our body? Because efficiency, in my opinion, is the absolute key to lasting good health. And I just wrote uh, a rebuttal to an article on LinkedIn uh, lately that brought this to light. It is efficiency that is to be strived for in the body. That's what really allows our health to blossom, to, I I like to say, ignites our health potential. It's like a rocket. You know, until you ignite it, it's just sitting there. But when you ignite it, it takes off, and it does tremendous things. And that's what our health is. And I think that our health in our body is just waiting for an opportunity to blossom. But day in and day out, you know, we stuff it with foods and, you know, high-calorie, energy-dense foods, often low in nutrition, you know, fast foods, sugars, things like that, all these things that actually are – stifling to our health. And when you remove those roadblocks to our health, it is a tremendous burden lifted off the body. And when you when you remove this burden 
Uh, great things can happen and great things will happen. The body is designed to do that. I mean, it is designed to do things that you and I can't even begin to understand. But it's that powerful. And if you're willing to do, just just make little lifestyle changes. Just try, start down the path to more plant-based. Add fruits and vegetables to your diet. Make sure you eat a couple of fruits every day and make sure you eat two or three vegetables every day. It could be two or three servings of the same vegetable. It doesn't matter. And I might get into that here in a little bit in that, you know, we've been told time and time again, oh, you need a variety of fruits and vegetables. We do need some variety, no question. But the fact of the matter is, you look at how people live on junk food and their body still survives. Now, they're going to pay a price for that somewhere along the line. And it might be sudden death and it might be a long, miserable, protracted death at the end. I don't know. But everybody's different. But the fact of the matter is, if they can survive on that, do you really have to worry whether you're getting enough of this nutrient or that nutrient? Ah, I don't think so. You know, when you eat fruits and vegetables, your odds of getting all the nutrients you need are so much greater than the typical American diet. I mean, we think that diet's good. You know, meat, potatoes, gravy, bread, all that garbage that we put into our bodies every day and expect good health. How do we expect good health from that? It's not what we're designed to run on. It's not the fuel we're designed for. So, you know, let's let's think about trying to tweak that diet and just head down the right path. And if we do that, it's a combination of feeding it correct foods that give the gives the body your body the the nutrients it needs. And then it's also a combination of removing the things that get in the way. Just work at that. And it's an easy process. Move toward fruits and vegetables, nuts, seeds, berries, melons. This time of year, I live on melons. And if you you know, go to my Dr. Vitko Facebook page, you'll see, or the Enjoy Incredible Health Facebook page. That's another one. If you get a chance, go there and like that page, folks. That's, that's going to build, and that's going to be a, a pretty good following on that. Uh, because I share a lot of health information, but I have pictures of my lettuce growing in my garden. This time of year, this is what we do. We eat just every day. We eat lots of lettuce from the garden and lots of vegetables, you know, that I'm getting for local markets and things. Melons are fresh this time of year already because we get them from, you know, Central America and Florida and California. And you know what? These are the foods that build great health and they're available all the time now. We are blessed in that we have this tremendous availability of high-nutrient foods all year long now. And uh, there's no excuse for us not to be the, the healthiest civilization ever to walk the face of the earth. No excuse whatsoever other than our own bad habits to get in the way. So let's get started. You know, try to eat less dense, energy-dense foods. Those are fruits and vegetables. And... uh you want more of the fruits and vegetables and less of the meats, cheeses, you know, and uh, fried foods and and starches and things like that. When we eat those things or we drink alcohol, we dramatically increase the body's workload, <clears throat> often very quickly. And we see that like when at a um, Thanksgiving meal, don't we? When a breakers trip after that meal and your body wants to shut down, you go to sleep. 
So I'll talk more about that when we come back. This is Dr. David Vitko. You're listening to Enjoy Incredible Health. And we'll be back in just a minute, folks. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Incredible Health with Dr. David Vitko. Okay, we're back on this Mother's Day. And once again, happy Mother's Day to all you fine mothers out there. We really appreciate everything you do. I hope you have a great day and I hope you enjoy a nice big green salad and think of me when you eat it today because you're going to be healthier and be around a lot longer for your children and grandchildren or your career or whatever it is that tickles your fancy in life. So uh, we all need to salute our mothers today. And um, so I want to get back to, uh, if, if by the way, if you want to call in the number here, 729-9977, I'll take your phone calls today. It's a rare thing. That I do next week. I'm going to have a guest here, and we probably won't take any phone uh, calls. But today, if you have a question or comment, call in, please. But seven two nine 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 seven seven. So we are designed to suffer only when things get so far out of whack that our body can no longer maintain normalcy. So when your body gets to the point where it becomes ill at ease. Uh, it's kind of where illness comes from, in that it cannot function normally again, and systems get backed up, and uh, things like uh, you know gallbladder disease and kidney stones, which I suffered, and ulcers, and you know skin issues, psoriasis, things like that, uh, fatty non non alcoholic fatty liver disease, the fastest growing disease in the country. Those are all things we bring on ourselves, believe it or not. You know, we've been told over the years that these are things, oh, you're just unlucky. Oh, you just have, you know, bad genes. Not true. You may have genetic predispositions toward certain things, but whether those genes get triggered in that direction or not, it's up to us. And it's only from long-term wrong feeding, lack of exercise, and just a lousy lifestyle, you know, a lifestyle that is not something that, is conducive to good health. It's only through those that those diseases occur. So, as I said, we're designed only to suffer when things get so far out of whack that our body can't handle it. The body is designed to have a huge margin of error. Thank God, because most of us have managed to screw things up so much with our diet and lifestyle, it's amazing we didn't fall apart health-wise many years sooner. It's incredible the way I see some patients uh, their diet and what they tell me in their diet and that they don't have more symptoms than they have. And I'll talk about that in just a minute uh, with my uncle and his diet. But uh, the amount of forgiveness built into our body is a true gift from God. I believe that. And simply not ever getting sick is not necessarily a good sign either. And so I've heard people say this, oh, you know, I drink a lot. I eat whatever I want. I never get sick. You ever heard people say that? I I do. And many times, you know, people are envious of that and say, oh, I wish I could be that way. Just like, you know, the folks that can eat as much as they want and never gain weight. That's not necessarily a good thing, folks. 
there, there are issues there with assimilation and energy uh, maintenance in the body or uh, energy management in the body that create that situation. It's not necessarily a good thing because even even if you're that type of person, you put a lot of food in and you don't ever gain any weight, it doesn't mean you're healthy. And uh, some of the least healthy people I've seen are very thin people who don't manage uh, foods well when they eat uh, and assimilate those foods. But So the amount of forgiveness in the body is amazing. Uh, but if you eat a poor diet and get no exercise, you're headed for disaster one day. There are a few exceptions to this rule, and I've seen this over and over. So my uncle, who I was talking about, and, you know, I, I love my aunt and uncle very much, all of them. I had a great family growing up. Sometimes it didn't seem like it, but, you know, that's true for all of us. You know, we have little quirks in our family, and sometimes we think, hmm, how did I get in this family? But, uh, you know... My family was really tremendous when I look back on it. Of course, everything's great in hindsight, right? But uh, I had an uncle that worked in the steel mills in Youngstown. Actually, I had, I had several of my uncles who slaved away in the mills uh, to make the mill bosses rich. Uh, but I remember staying with my aunt and uncle, who I dearly loved. And they were hardworking people who, uh, besides my uncle working in a steel mill, and I think it was a sheet and tube where he worked, my aunt kept nearly a two-acre garden, and if you think about that, I mean, I have a garden that's you know twenty-five by thirty-five, something like that, and it's all I can do to keep on it. She had a, almost a two-acre garden, and uh, and they were coon hunters, which uh, you know it was always exciting staying with them when I was a kid, and I would go coon hunting with them and taking the dogs out at night, and geez, my the fact that my uncle could track the dogs and knew where they were by the sound of their voices and things just amazed me. But uh, those were back in the days. You, you, when you listen to me, you think, well, here's a guy that's pretty sensitive to animals and doesn't want to even kill anything to eat. Uh, but, you know, back then was different, and uh, it was the way I grew up, and and I regret some of that. But um, that was their way of life. But my aunt, you know, grew these vegetables and, and sold them at a sale, and she saved all the money she made, and she was very thrifty. Now, I mean, my aunt was pretty tight with a buck, and, but, you know, these were people who came through the Depression, too. And so they knew that saving was important, unlike the generations that came after them who have squandered most of our earnings. But uh, I remember staying at my aunt and uncle's house over the weekend, often in the summer when I was young. And I remember working in the garden, you know, picking rocks and, and helping to hoe. And, you know, you think it's like child labor, but I enjoyed it. I mean, as a kid... And I, now I look back, it's where I learned some of my few gardening skills that I have. Uh, but it was it it was hard work. But I remember picking rocks and hoeing all day. And, uh, you know, that, that may be where a lot of my good work ethic came from between that and watching my dad get up and work every day. But we would work all day. And the big treat was going to the uh, local Dairy Queen, you know, for a 50-cent cone and you know, that that was our big treat. So, you know, you would think that, well, maybe they didn't eat so bad. And, you know, I, I don't think they ate much in the way of junk food necessarily, but they certainly ate the standard American diet in many ways. It was white bread and, and uh, you know, lots of meats and, and cheeses and, you know, things along those lines. A little bit of sugar here and there. My aunt didn't bake a lot, but she would have, you know, baked goods from time to time. And not not a lot, though, but it was a lot of hard work. But 
I remember my uncle it was a pretty big drinker. And on mornings when he wasn't working the night shift and and he would wake up in the morning, my aunt would have a shot of whiskey sitting on the uh, night table when he woke up. And uh, he would drink that, light up a camel, filter a cigarette, and then he would sit there and drink a cup of black coffee. And when he came out to the kitchen, he'd have another shot, you know, in the morning. Whew. And so he drank a fair amount of beer, too. And, uh, you know, I'm not criticizing him or anything. I respect him as a hardworking man. He's gone now. And I can only say good things about my upbringing. And I can see how, you know, when people work day-to-day, hard every day, I don't care if you're working at a computer or in a steel mill or digging a ditch or in a hospital, you know, taking care of patients, It you get into this trap where you get into these habits. And the alcohol was an escape for my uncle, the alcohol and his cigarettes. And I, I do remember him being a huge carnivore. And, you know, thick chunks of Canadian bacon, which I loved, too, when I was growing up in Stanton area. It was tasty. Beef, chicken, you name it, he ate it, basically. But I always remember him bragging how he was never sick. I bet outside of his time in the Army Air Corps in World War II, his shadow never darkened a doctor's door. I, that's just my bet. I don't think he ever went to the doctor during his life. Yet, he really was far from healthy. When I think back, he had a huge, hard gut. You know, most likely, at least partially, from an enlarged liver. And he was pretty inflexible physically. In the last couple of years of his life, he suffered terribly with liver disease. I think it was liver disease or cancer, liver cancer. And, you know, it eventually catches up with all of us, folks. And the fact that you don't get sick, you know, and, and you eat a really poor diet and you don't get sick very often doesn't mean you're healthy. It could mean that your immune system is deficient and your immune system just doesn't work very well. And so you're not going to be somebody who reacts to different things that you get. And those things can become long-term problems, you know, or chronic illnesses. And one day likely will catch up with you. So, you know, I'm certain my uncle didn't understand how his habits would contribute uh, to a painful, protracted death. He suffered a couple of years at the end of his life. And, uh, you know, I guess in some ways ignorance is bliss. Sometimes I wish I didn't know what I know about health, you know, because with knowledge comes responsibility. And I feel a responsibility to live a clean life and to share the value of that with you. And I also feel an incredible burden to get this message across to all of you in a way that will motivate you to take action and avoid the pitfalls of living as you please and ignoring the potential consequences because the consequences aren't just potential. They will come. There is no question. The question is in what form they will come to you. I'm talking about disease. And the question is how profound it will affect your life. And the odds are, at some point, it will be tremendously, a tremendously profound effect on your life and not a good one. So that's why I'm here. You know, I hope you'll help me to share this message with those you love. It's especially important to share it with younger family members. They have a far greater potential for a healthy life when they start eating healthfully at a younger age. Now, I'm not telling you to make all your kids vegans but offer them more vegetable 
opportunities. Offer them more fruit opportunities. You know, have cut up fruit for your grandkids when they come over or your children during the day. You know, a little bit of fruit and natural peanut butter, uh, just fresh ground peanut butter. Those are great snacks. You know, get your kids to enjoy fruit instead of these sugary, you know, kids' snacks and get the sugary cereals out of your cupboards. You know, if the kids are going to eat something like plain Cheerios or oatmeal or something like that, that's great. You know, try to use something along the lines of, um, you know, an almond milk uh, or, you know, if you want to use dairy still, use skim. Although I have problems with the large protein in cow's milk, too. That can be an issue because cow's milk is a whole different. If you if you want to look at what's the right food for different species, look at their milk. Look at every species milk for the infants growing up. And if you compare human milk to cow's milk, there's a tremendous difference in the size and the amount of both protein and of fat in it. And so, you know, taking something out, like taking some of the fat out of the dairy, doesn't necessarily make it a good thing for kids. So I'll tell you that, you know, I'm telling you this all the time, that you can build incredible health at any age, and that's true. But... Think of the health, think of health potential kind of like a glass of water, I think. You know, this is the way I look at it. When you're young, the glass is full. The older we get, you know, we've often squandered a substantial amount of that health potential. I believe that glass never gets below half. So we always have a tremendous health potential at any age, but it's all relative. So when you help your kids to eat healthier or your grandchildren to eat healthier, they have such a, a larger upside potential for great health than you can ever imagine. So get your children and grandchildren to listen to my podcasts. You know, the very young ones, I know it's not going to work. But if your kids are teenagers or, or in their 20s or 30s, it's time that they turn things around and save a lot of suffering. You know, they can sign up for my free email newsletter. And by the way, I've improved that newsletter the last week. If, if, you know, I, I used to just do a recap of the shows a week before, but now I, I put a lot more thought into it, and I write, I'm write. i writing original articles, and some of those will end up posted on my website at drvitcohealth.com. But if you sign up for my free email newsletter, you get that delivered to your email every week, and you have potential to just click on it and read it. And I promise you, I am thinking of each and every one of you when I write this. I, I try to put things in terms of what I see in my patients and what people bring to me as problems day in and day out. And I try to relate all that to your life and how you live. And I think about how I live and and what I did to change my eating patterns. Some of it was haphazard, but I tried to help you direct your efforts in the right direction. So get your, your kids, your children to uh, sign up for my free email newsletter. You can get it at either drvitcohealth.com. That'll be on the front page to sign up, uh, I think, after today or tomorrow. But you can also go to drdavidvitco.com. It's my office website, and you can sign up for it there as well. But the free email newsletter is a great thing, folks. You should subscribe, and you should read them. This is Dr. David Vitco. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back 
to Incredible Health with Dr. David Vitko. Okay, no time for great music here because I got something I want to finish up on. And I want to give you uh, my quote of the week comes from my choice of the book of the week. And the book is written by Dr. Bernard Jensen. That's Bernard Jensen. And uh, he was born in 1908 and died in 2001. So he lived a long, fruitful life. And uh, he was a great man. And uh, he was actually a chiropractor by education. But he ended up getting his Ph.D. actually at age 70. Pretty amazing. So he wrote numerous books. Uh, but the one book that I have, and I remember reading this actually when I was in chiropractic school uh, or shortly thereafter. It was actually written in 1988, and it's titled Foods That Heal. Now, I don't want to give you the wrong impression, folks, because, I, you know, I don't believe that there are any medicinal foods. It's not like, oh, cherries are going to fix your arthritis or this is going to, you know, I know now I've already opened a can of worms because some people go, yeah, I eat, I drink cherry juice and it fixes, it helps my arthritis. Yeah, there may be some relief from things. But the fact of the matter is no specific food, any fruit or vegetable or anything else is going to heal any given disease. It is the cumulative use of those that will make a profound effect on your inflammation, decreasing that inflammation to where symptoms decrease. And so the quote I want to give you is out of this book, out of Foods That Heal by Dr. Bernard Jensen. And uh, he says, once when I had finished giving a lecture, an elderly lady came to me and said, I had a salad last week and I don't feel a bit better. So, and he goes on to say, what we all must know, it is not what we do once in a while that has an impact on our health. We must follow a diet of nutrition and exercise every day. I think I've said that a time or two, haven't I, folks? And maybe that's where I got it originally. You know, Dr. Jensen, and uh, there were many other great authors, Dr. Herbert Shelton, you know, Dr. Troll, Dr. Graham, or uh, Sylvester Graham. Uh, there were many of these guys who knew this a hundred years ago or more and they were out promoting it and people the people who listened have done well very well uh health wise the people who ignored them you know when the cholera epidemic struck or the flu epidemic struck got sick and many of them died and i'm not saying saying it's a complete preventative thing that will never allow you to get sick but your odds will be way better because your immune system will be much healthier and respond much better. So please go to my website, sign up for the email newsletter, drdavidvitko.com, or go to drvitkohealth.com and listen to my podcast regularly. Make a difference, folks, in your health. This is Dr. David Vitko. We'll visit with you next week. Thanks for listening.